Happy 2016! Happy Steven. 2016, Erica. Woo! It is now officially New Year's. We can do that. Yep. Yep. It is 36 minutes into 2016 in Mountain Standard Time. Yeah. And, and it's been a pretty good year so far. <laughs> <laughs> We've had champagne. Mm-hmm. We've watched moving images of Doctor Who. Yes. Uh, we ate some cappuccino-flavored Haagen-Dazs gelato. We did. Uh, no fireworks, however. What? I don't know what's going on with that. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Fireworks. Well, like, we live blocks from City Hall. Which is where they were having... Um, the celebration. Yeah, the 16th annual celebrations here in Edmonton. And... Uh, I guess that doesn't include fireworks. I guess not. Kind of let, well, I'm glad we didn't go out in the cold uh, to see it. Just trying to think why they didn't have them. I don't know. That, oh. that, fireworks are not cheap. And the no. economy here in Edmonton ain't the greatest at well, the moment. Well, so. they had them at the Oilers game tonight, inside. Well, that was privately funded. It was privately funded. I'm wondering if... I may know why. They used to fire them off in the vacant lot behind City Hall, which is now, of course, the building site for Uh the new Royal Alberta Museum. So Uh, that could be it. That could be, yeah. You do need a a, a pretty vast, empty area to safely fire off uh, fireworks. So So, (laughs) logistics. So basically... Um, the reason that Edmonton didn't have fireworks was because of the increased prosperity of Edmonton. Hmm. Because all the, all the oh, vacant irony. lots downtown, I know, isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Anyway, 2016, uh, the Reign of Terror. Uh, what did uh, you think? I loved this last episode. Yeah. It. This is the first time, I think this may be the most gobsmacked I ever was by a Doctor Who episode. I was like, yeah, it was... The- I gasped out loud when when the turn came and we discovered that Sterling was... Um, Lamate. Lamate. The whole time, I was just, like I said, what? I did not see that coming. Not even a tiny little bit. Uh, and that was... That was really exciting for me to have <laughs> an episode of Doctor Who from 1964 just leave me gobsmacked like that. I was, I mean, and yeah, I had some more champagne. I've now had half a bottle of champagne, so that <laughs> might factor in a little bit. But I, I know that I still wouldn't have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And I, I, I like it when I can be surprised by television. And this one, this one for sure surprised me. Well, that's awesome. I like the, uh, I like the scenes where um, Barbara and, and Ian are undercover. They're spying on this uh, this yes. meeting, and you know Ian's like the oh I come here this place it doesn't you know he's doing some and Barbara's got the adorable little hat uh you know fluffy hat on she looks you know like a, a tavern wench that's right mm-hmm. yep I, I like how she forgets or she remembers to curtsy as she leaves the room mm-hmm. after asking for wine I thought it was kind of cute little bit of comedy there and everything yep I also like that um um. By the way, we spoil episodes on this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, I think people just, have figured you know, that out by okay, now. I understand. It's odd. It's odd that I feel that. I did, but um, I, I like that when Napoleon arrives in the room there, you know, the obvious thing to do was to make him short and to have him stuff his hand. In, you know, <laughs> the traditional right. mm-hmm. tropes. And they didn't do that. No, because apparently Napoleon wasn't all that short. No. And... Who stands with their hand in their like their vest all the time? That was for yeah. a picture. Caricatures, basically, and yep. they, they never resorted to caricatures in this. That was cool. Yeah, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, the only reason I know this is because I looked it up after the first time I read about it or watched it. But apparently, Robespierre was actually shot in the jaw. Mm. Um, so that was a big. Apparently, it's a famous thing. Um, they were shot I, in the jaw. I did not know that, but after, I assumed that that was a, a thing that they had worked in here on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
like I've said before, I don't know a lot about this period of history. Actually, most of what I know about Napoleon comes from a book called Memories. I actually had to look it up online. Oh. Memories by uh, Mike McQuay, which came out in like 1987, mm-hmm. which is a really cool time travel novel about somebody from the present day who the, the time travel in this book is such that you can go back in time but only your consciousness goes back in time and it resides in the body of one of your blood ancestors. Whoa. So there's somebody this this woman from the future where like there's no more water left and stuff goes back in time ends up residing in the mind of a, a present day guy and then they both go back in time and like end up I don't think they end up in Napoleon. They're like, she ends up in Josephine's body, and the dude ends up in one of Napoleon's, like, red-hand men. So I learned a lot about Napoleon from that book, but I don't know how much of it was right. So now I just want to go back and read that book again. There was a, um, on the Incomparable Network, mm-hmm. uh, unjustly maligned episode. Usually uh, Anthony Johnson looks at, like, you know, movies or TV that have sort of been slagged off and people are on mm-hmm. there to defend like you did with um, episode one. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, well, recently, uh, he had someone on to defend Napoleon. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't listened to that one yet. That's yeah. fascinating. Uh, I remember enjoying it. I, I don't remember enough details because uh, uh, to like, you know, cross-reference it with this. Mm-hmm. But I found that episode intriguing. That's sort of where I learned about, you know, he was of average height for those mm-hmm. days. But of course... You know, in the in the English press, so to speak, because they were soon at war with him, they wanted to sort of belittle him. Got it. Uh, and so would would make him appear little, and mm-hmm. you know Makes that sense. sort of thing. So, um, so it's nice that uh, that's you know this here was was not actually no, belonged to them. He appeared very. I mean, he had one scene, but he seemed mm-hmm. very strong of character, and you know, like he knew what he wanted, and uh, was. Ready to ready to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting period, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, because Napoleon took over like you know what seventeen ninety whatever five six I suppose perhaps yeah. officially or seventy four or ninety four when this happened, um, and then like you know eighteen fifteen was the Battle of Waterloo, but oh, so much stuff happened in between there. Yep, very very much. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who always makes me curious about history. The one thing I I, I find odd about this story, and it kind of shows the fault of of um, historicals in a way, is that everyone is literally uh, just observers to history happening yeah. in front of them. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, as that meeting between Napoleon and, and Barass is happening. <laughs> there's one moment where Ian actually says Barass. He does, like, yeah. He totally does. Uh, as it's happening, like Ian and Barbara are literally, they literally cut a hole in the in the wall, wall to, to watch it. Mm-hmm. but not affect it. And then Barbara and the doctor have a very different discussion about changing history. Mm-hmm. And they're just sort of laughing about, oh, we can't do anything. We just, you know, even if we tried, don't, the same thing would happen. You know, it just mm-hmm. feels like their their participation in historical events is just pointless. And we're they're just mm-hmm. there to basically get away from it before they get caught up in history, you know? Yep, which is, which is true. Mm-hmm. And I... I had heard people make that complaint about historicals before and thought, oh, yeah, maybe that's the reason I don't like them. But I don't, I don't think so because the, the excitement and the import is not coming from history itself. That's just what's providing the backdrop for the excitement, mm-hmm. which is are they going to make it out alive? Yeah. And so I'm – especially this early on in the, the reign of the show, I'm, I'm okay with, with that, with, with them not necessarily affecting – 
affecting things. Mm-hmm. I was I was good with that. And yeah, that fasc- fascinating conversation at the end about how, you know, I suppose if we had tried to shoot him, the bullet would have misfired or bounced off or something. That actually reminded me of another story, which I wasn't able to look up. Um, it was it was in a, a, a collection of short stories about time travel. I'm pretty sure the one I'm thinking of was by Isaac Asimov, or maybe he just edited the collection. But anyway, it was about the um, the elastic time sort of theory of time travel that uh, that time is set uh, and it's it's going to happen the way it's going to happen and no matter what you do it, it doesn't matter it's not going to change it the, basically the what they're talking about here right. so like there was a guy who's able to time travel and I think it's like the woman he loves gets shot or something um, and every time he goes back in time and he changes something so that she doesn't get shot um, and then she just gets shot slightly later or by somebody else or at a different time. And eventually he makes it so that there's no possibility that she can get shot. And in the end of the story, instead she gets hit in the head by a tiny meteorite that like makes it through the atmosphere <laughs> and kills her. Yes, because, oh. because of exactly what they were saying at the end of this, like that is the way time plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it made me think of. Uh, interesting how old Doctor Who just makes me think of all of this other stuff, all this other media <laughs> that, I have, stuff. that I have have read. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I th- it's 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 interesting that that's the theory of time travel in Doctor Who at this point because it very very much changes later on, and well, then yeah. you get fixed points in time and, and the ability to to change things, and you actually get you know Stephen Moffat playing around with time travel and making causal loops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they had to create explanations and rules for stuff that they <laughs> were basically up against yep. in those early days. Yeah, it's kind of funny. What did you uh what did you think about the very end there? This neat little little monologue from the doctor over a starfield and stuff. I was very confused at first and then I remembered that this was the last episode of yeah. the season. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of a, just a a nice way to end it." Mm-hmm. Cuz Many of the stories that we've seen, all of them, have ended pretty much in the TARDIS with it carrying over into the next story. Yep. And, you know, it's not as easy to do that from one season two to the next. So um, this was a this was a nice substitute. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool talking about you know the excitement that's out in the stars. So let's let's go and find it. Yeah. I think that that's it's a very big shift in the Doctor's character from Point. from who he was at the beginning and even throughout the first few stories he was just kind of you know checking things out he was hanging out on earth cuz susan liked it so much and wanted to stay but he yeah he and susan had traveled around and and seen stuff but he didn't seem as excited about the possibility of the adventure of it until Barbara and Ian came along, mm-hmm. and now they're they're team TARDIS. But boy, oh boy, I was thinking about what you said about Caroline Ford wanting to leave. Man, when she gets out of that cell at the end and has like four lines, I was just like, oh, poor yeah. kid. I mean, not that she was a kid at the Maybe. time, but you know, still though. Yeah, not cool. No, it's kind of sad. So I, I, it is. It's very sad. Oh, I don't blame her for wanting to leave. I feel like Susan was very underserved. Mm-hmm. But she's still in a couple of stories yet. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Um, well, I knew that. I, uh, I know what story she leaves yeah. in. So. I figure everyone knows mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so we still have that, and and of course they were they were right next next week shooting that story, even though they waited a couple months after this oh. to actually air it. Okay. Planet of Giants uh, starts off season season two. What did you think overall then of the first season of Doctor Who? 
I liked it more than I expected to, mm-hmm. but I liked some of it less than I expected to. Oh, really? Yeah, because <coughs> my feelings about I, so many people that I respect like the first Doctor so much that I was expecting to watch this and see what they see in him, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I still have not. Um, I, like I said, I liked him. He got better in this story, but the the. What what they used to get into this story was still the doctor being a stupid jerky grump. Right. Um, so I'm I'm not okay with that. That makes me very uncomfortable. So um, I'm hoping that 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 kind of of part of it goes away for season two. Um, but since the way I watch Doctor Who and process Doctor Who is based on what I saw in the '80s, I think of Doctor Who as a very doctor centric show and it's that's not what it was at this point but it's still hard for me to wrap my head around that so i'm judging it very heavily on what i think of the doctor whether that's fair or not that's what my brain is doing and i don't i'm not a big fan of the doctor in season one if i can if i can strip that out of it uh i think these stories are much better than much better than i expected overall i love the stories in this series and i think received fan wisdom is is kind of dumb (laughs) It is dumb, and we've said this before in this podcast. We'll probably say it again, uh, but the you know, oftentimes, uh, old Doctor Who stories are best watched with breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Be it a day, be it a week, be it a few minutes to do a podcast about, and then move on to the next episode. <laughs> yep, it just it provides that separation that was there yep. when you're originally watching it, when they're originally making it. Um, it just it just makes for a much more like you know, as we're getting to the end of episode five, I think it was. I think, and I'm. I'm really excited to see episode six, but mm-hmm. we won't be able to because it's going to end. And I thought that this this is exactly how it was meant to be. It's a serial serial drama in that regard. Yep. Yeah. The serial nature of it really works for me. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy it. I like that a lot. Even when like the the cliffhanger at the end of episode five, uh, the animated version, I was like, well, that doesn't seem very exciting. They're just sort of all standing around <laughs> in in a room, yep. and one guy says a line. He's betrayed us. Yeah. And that's it. Like, none of the characters that were animated, like, really did anything. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they just didn't know what the actors did. No, they knew what the actors did because they had the reprise where they literally just stand there staring at each other while the title comes I up know. on the screen. The, oh, the guy was... who plays uh, Jules is sort of looking around, <laughs> different people, you know, doing, doing his best for the five or six seconds that the title and uh, writer credit were on screen. Good, good for them. Yeah, yeah. Just, that, that was such was TV in those days. Yep, such was mm-hmm. TV. No, I, I, I quite like this. Um, I, I liked a lot of things in season one that I wasn't expecting to, or that I didn't think I was expected to. You know, Keys mm. of Marinus being one of my favorite of yeah, all of the stories. That's right. Uh huh. Yep, and the Daleks being not nearly as boring as everybody told me it was going to be. No, I like that one too. In fact, I don't think there's a mm-hmm. single. Well, I like so I like so much of Doctor Who that I find I find it hard because, like I say, I appreciate it for what it is and when it was made and mm-hmm. who made it at the time. And I think this is you know, and it's I think it's such a um, uh, such a bold and exciting and fresh start to a TV series um, that uh, that you know was from very minimalist beginnings and all of a sudden it just sort of becomes this juggernaut and yep yeah. Very neat. Well, now I can't wait to see more. Well, we will. It'll be mm-hmm. Planet of Giants, whenever that is, whenever is we get to it. What I've seen. 
What you've watched? Oh, that's right. You've seen that one. We watched it for Verity. Um, that's right. It was when we were doing our, our first year of Verity, we were trying to pick representative episodes from each doctor. Uh-huh. And that one was a cat's pick for the most representative episode of Blame Hartnell. Um, completely wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> so not, not representative not, I would all. say it's the least representative of yeah, all of the ones like, I've seen so it's far. It's like but, those, those, all those William Hartnell stories where they all got shrunk the size of an ant. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, uh, and all the characters, I, I I have spoilers for next time, but I'm not looking forward to it because I feel like it's it's almost every character at their very, very worst and p- most poorly written. But <laughs> well, it made for but, yeah. an interesting conversation on Verity, That's so true. I think it will make for an interesting conversation here. I'll try to keep the bile to a minimum. Do try that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode on this New Year's Eve, we did uh, emails. The second, we did tweets. This time, mm-hmm. uh, we a while ago, long while ago, we bought... Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. We always thought that we would um, read out questions on an on an episode, um, just for fun. Just for fun, and this is the time we've decided that this, at five minutes to one in the morning, mm-hmm. January first, twenty sixteen. Uh, you can oh, you gotta pull the die. There's a little die mm-hmm. in there the with different D6. colored Daleks. Yes, as if I could tell the difference. Uh, so uh, Do you I know, get to roll the die. Yeah, I like I like rolling dice. Okay. So we're going to... This is the first Foley on... Uh, oh, that's right. I guess it's technically not Foley because this, is, this is actual thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're going to roll it. You have to tell me what it is. Uh, it looks kind of orange. Orange. Yes. Oh, Sports and Leisure? Uh, I just... Honestly, I don't know the colors. I just know from, from the that's bottom. That's the bottom one. Okay, so it's the bottom one. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is. What's well, a right? category? Uh, it says it really small under there. Cast, crew, and beyond. Okay. The, 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 the categories are blue... Mm-hmm. Which would be is Time Lords. Okay. Then uh, Companions, which was pink, I suppose. Okay. Uh, yellow, which mm-hmm. was history, uh, is episodes and stories. Um, green. Nope, that looks like purple. Purple. Really? It's yeah, that's purple. That's purple. Uh, real Trivial Pursuit has changed over the years. Don't try to make it. I'm talking about real. I'm talking about original yeah, Canadian edition. Yeah, there was. Genus edition. It was not purple. No. What color was it? Um, it's bugging me now. B- uh, brown. Brown. Yep, it's brown. Let's call it brown. Brown is uh, <laughs> years and dates, which is obviously my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, monsters is the it's green, of green. course. There we go. Green is the color, color of, of monsters. monsters is green. <laughs> and then orange, which is uh, sports and leisure. In this case, cast room beyond. So you mm-hmm. roll orange. Mm-hmm. The question is, which Glenn Miller swing number did the Ninth Doctor and Rose dance to in the TARDIS along? A lawn's guide, Captain Jack. Is there a typo on there? There's a typo on there. Oh, boy. Um, I don't remember because it's been a long time since I've seen seen Empty Child Doctor Dances. But Mm -hmm. based on my knowledge of Glenn Miller and his orchestra, I'm going to guess In the Mood. You are correct. Yeah, that's just because I I friggin' love Glenn Miller and that's... uh, that's the, the you know sort of the common right. one. Let's just do we want to put that one. away? Do you want to put that whole card away? Let's just set it aside for okay, now. We'll decide. we'll decide what to do with it okay. later. Okay, I'm, I'm just picking them randomly from inside. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't want to. We're going random here. Okay, right. what's the next one? Blue. 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 Which two doctors often wear bow ties? Uh, well, certainly Matt Smith because bow ties are cool. So the eleventh doctor. Yep. Um, did the second doctor wear bow ties? No. He didn't as much as you would think. I mean, the first doctor kind of has, I don't know, floppy-ish, like a tie. Mm-hmm. No? No. Seventh? No. I don't know. Third. 
Oh, see, you're gonna. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't realize that the uh, third doctor wears both. I just, I, I should have known that he wears the most ridiculous things, so he would. But honestly, one of the one of the things I'm looking forward to most in in Lindsay Doctor Who is to, for have you watched the John Pertwee era? So perhaps you can revisit it. Anyway, go on. Well, actually, in many cases, it'll be visit. That's true. Or yeah. So I, I don't know that he he wore a bow tie in any of the episodes that I have ever seen. Oh. Because there haven't been very many that I've seen. It's a different bow. It's not like a Matt Smith bow tie, like a tight bow tie. It's oh, more okay. like a Peter Capaldi in Mummy in the Orient Express bow tie. Floppy sort of. Yeah. Okay, this appears to be pink. Pink. Uh, okay, here we go. Companions. Which of the Tenth Doctor's friend friends grew up in the Beauchene Peninsula? Wait, which? So single which, person? Which of the Tenth Doctor's yeah, friends? that would be friends. Yeah, it's friends. Captain Jack Harkness, although that's not yeah. really his name. No, it certainly wasn't his name when he lived on the well, Beauchamp Peninsula. The doctor isn't his real name either, so it's <laughs> not. Fair enough. Okay. All right, next. Next. Blue again. Blue again. Uh, here we go. Time Lords. Which renegade Time Lord injures the sixth doctor and triggers his regeneration? Um... Well, depending on if you want to go based on the books, then it would no. be the Doctor because it's the seventh Doctor Whoa. that goes back, and uh, it's I don't know which books that that says it in. It's really? hinted. Oh, it is hinted at uh, very heavily in oh. Love and War, and I believe maybe more explicitly in one of the other books. I did not know you had such a uh, yeah. So, so the, the correct answer uh, is the Doctor, who is a renegade Time Lord. But I think they are looking for the Ronnie. You are correct. Yes. You are correct. Okay. As I push my glasses up with yeah. my finger. Wow. Yep. All right, then. Pulling another one out. I don't know how many of these we're doing. We're just having fun. Note, I have not yet listened to the Big Finish play that talks about the regeneration. The last adventure, of yeah. The, uh, of the Sixth Doctor. So who knows what it is in there. Nobody tell me. Do not spoil it. Yeah. Gween. Gween. Monsters. What alien race had Prisoner Zero escaped from? The... I don't know this one. I do know this one. I don't remember. Oh. I think I do. Uh, kind of, I a, bet you once I look at it, which I haven't looked at. I want to say Atraxes. You a got it. Call yeah. it Atraxy. Good job. Thank you. That's good work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as useless as I look sometimes. No, I'm impressed by that. I forgot about that, mm-hmm. you know? I haven't had the decades of... I was really expecting to do much, much more poorly on these, so well, I'm, You're doing all right. We've I'm done thrilled. like... Yeah, okay. I'm thanking the champagne. Yes, champagne often is the inspiration for winning trivia contests. Uh, orange. I'm going to drink some more champagne. Orange. Yep. Uh, cast, crew, and beyond. Apart from appearances in Doctor Who, what musical achievement, whoa, links comedians Hale and Pace and stand-up Peter Kay? Wait, okay, wait. Apart from appearances in Doctor Who, they've both, they've both okay. been in Doctor Who. got it. What musical achievement links comedians Hale Pace and stand-up Peter Kay? I don't know any of those names. I don't know who Hale and Pace are. I don't know Peter Kay. Uh, but it's a musical achievement. I can tell you who they were. Uh, do they have Tony Awards? Do they have Grammy Awards? Hale um, and Pace were a, com- a uh, quote-unquote comedy duo who were in survival as shopkeepers. Okay. Um, and Peter Kay played the Absorbalof. A.K.A. what's his name? Victor uh, somebody okay. in Love and Monsters. But the answer to this is not Doctor Who related. It's something No, but I'm just I'm just putting uh, okay. just putting a 
faces yeah. to names. Well, uh, I don't actually remember any of their faces from those episodes. Oh, so, okay. um, let's see. Musical. Uh, were they on top of the pops? Did they hit? Uh, did they have you know songs that hit number one on the charts in Britain? You know, goofy songs. I I don't think this is one I'm going to. I would have guesses. got this. All I guesses. wouldn't have got this. They've both recorded Red Nose Day singles. Oh, I, I would never have gotten to Very that. Very English. We can't end on that one. Are you going to read me some of these? I don't know. Oh, if, do you want? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I don't want to end on that one though. Yeah, I need to, I need okay. to end on, on a. I'll do another one. On end on a high here. Well, pink. That's companions, right? Pink, yeah, uh, companions. Uh, what kind of pattern appeared on Canine's collar? Oh, that's deep. It was tartan or you, plaid. Tartan. We'll go tartan. with tartan. There you go, canine. Yeah. Did you think I wasn't going to know that? It's freaking canine. I was, for some reason, I thought I was going to say argyle, but um, no, it's sorry, definitely so. not argyle. Okay, no, read me tough. some. I'm intrigued. Okay. We're not yeah. keeping score here, as you can tell. No. It's another pink. Another pink. Okay. Yeah. Give me. All right. Companions. Companions. Which two companions were with the doctor on his very first regeneration? And this is multiple choice. Okay. Um, actually, I'm not going to give you the multiple choice. I'm just going to ask you, which two companions were with the doctor on his very first regeneration? It was Ben and Polly, but which, yeah. what were the uh, The choices, choices were Ben and Polly, okay. Susan and Ian, Harry and Sarah Jane, or Victoria and Jamie. So, but you, I haven't looked yeah. yet. Yes, you're correct. I'm right on that one. Okay, that's yeah. good. All right, mm-hmm. good. Yay, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, we're still doing more. Okay. Yes. Gween. Gween. All right. Who are the Santarans fighting a never-ending war against? <laughs> and there should be a there should be a uh, hyphen between never and ending, and there isn't. Oh, really? Another typo. Yep. Never. That's a direct quote from or misquote uh, from the two doctors when the doctor's talking, of course, about the Rutans. Of course. Yeah. Uh, double checking the answer. Oh, can you be more specific? You're right, but it actually says the Rutan host. Whoa! So I would never have, I wouldn't have gotten I that. Don't but that uh, in, the, in the dialogue of any episodes, but I probably missed it. Could be. Could be. Okay. All right. Blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You, how many do you do? Five or six? I don't know. I want to do six. Okay. Count them. Seven. I did seven. You want to do, do seven? seven. Yeah. Okay. It's we'll keep it fair. even. It's only fair. All right. What is the name of the broken camouflage unit that is meant to disguise ah. the to- doctor's TARDIS wherever it lands? Chameleon circuit. That is not what it was called originally, was it? Though, wasn't it called the camouflage? Uh, the uh, the answer, according to this, is yes. The chameleon, chameleon circuit. circuit. I don't know. I if... seem to remember that there was dialogue earlier in the series. It was referred to... I don't know if they actually called it a circuit. They just sort of... No, I don't think it said circuit either. No, I just said... Camouflage. It should have changed. Why did it change? No, no, no. I think it was referred oh. to as something. In the TV movie, they call it the cloaking device. See, it's, I think it's been called a lot of things. Yeah. But we knew what they were asking for. Exactly. Pink again. Pink. Thanks for rolling for these, by the way. I'm holding them I like forward. rolling dice. Yeah, I know you do. All I right. Never take Companions. that away from you. Oh, dear. What? In the end of time... Okay. The doctor is warned that... Quote, he will knock four times, end quote. But which unlikely person ends up fulfilling <laughs> this prophecy? It's Wilfred Mott. Correct. Yep. Correct. That's the part that I actually liked about that. Parts of that story I actually liked, you know. Okay. What's that color? Yellow. Yellow. This is our first yellow, I think. Uh-huh. What is yellow again? It is episodes and stories. Episodes and stories. I like this. I All think. right. 
All right. In the ninth Doctor story, Dalek. Dalek. What is the name that collector Henry von Staten gives to his captive Dalek? Mm. Oh, there's it's multiple choice. But Go for it. Do you want to tell me what you're Metaltron. Okay. That is the first guess. Yeah. That is the first choice. The others are Metalbot, War Machine, and Domotron 3000. Oh, I want Rob Sherman to do a rewrite for the target novelization of this book to mm-hmm. call it Domotron 3000. <laughs> is that from something else? No. Is it just cool? It's just cool. Okay. Domotron 3000. Mm-hmm. Uh you are correct. Right. It's Metaltron. And I would I like wrong. to point out right. that uh, from a Trivial Pursuit purist standpoint, okay. uh, I am disappointed in these cards because I'm pretty sure in regular Trivial Pursuit, if you flip the card, yeah. you know. Um, you flip it over like vertically. Yeah, like to, the bottom of the card, flip it to the top. That's kind of cool. You can read the answers. In this case, you have to take the left side of the card, flip it to the right. And yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. How many is that? that? Five? That is one, two, five. Okay, two more. And then, then we'll go oh, home. It's another pink. I'm really a lot home. of pink. That's all right. Which I, I like in regular yeah. suit. Yeah. Okay. Um, companions. When River Song slipped a micro explosive into Dorian Maldivar's drink, what did she then offer him which would disarm it in exchange for a <sighs> vortex manipulator? The antidote. No. No one did the antidote. It's not poison. Mm. It's very, this is a very specific answer, which I would never get. I would be very impressed if you get it. This in um, this is in the Good Man Goes to War, wasn't it? I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Gosh, I don't know. It is something called a Callisto pulse. Nope. Yeah. I would have no. I didn't think you'd get that one. Is there any is there any questions about production codes? That was a purple. I hope not. Okay. I don't think so. I could make one up. Well, no, I just have to trust you to get the answer. I don't right? know if you could make one up. No well, offense. I could just say what's the uh, production code okay, for something, that's, that's a great and then game. <laughs> that'd be the and then best you'd game. answer it, and I would trust that you were right and yeah. not not double check. All right, last one. This is it. Right. That's a big one. Years and dates. Okay. Oh, I that's love as, years and dates. That's as close as this we can get to production. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. In what year did the tenth Doctor meet the fifth Doctor in mini episode Time Crash? That would be two thousand and seven. Hooray! Yay! Congratulations! I had to think about that because mm-hmm. I knew I something. Sometimes I have to sort of think, like piece them together, and then I realized that Voyage of the Dan was Christmas two thousand seven. It went into that. Mm-hmm. It's the Titanic crashing through the wall of the TARDIS. Two thousand seven. How about that? And now we're wow. in twenty sixteen. That was almost well over eight years ago now. I guess. Wow! Yeah. I just remember watching that and bawling like a little child. You were my doctor. Oh, getting misty just thinking about it. Yeah, 2016 though, yay! There's hardly any new Doctor Who uh, this calendar year, so we'll just have to focus on stuff made in 1964 and 1965. We can do that. Yeah, we and can do that. Maybe 1966, and you know, we'll, we'll see how far we can get. It depends. It took us a uh, better part of nine months to get through 42 episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, we got through three in one night here, and we did all of the sensorites in one night. We that's just, true. I just need to not get a job, and we'll be able to keep going much, much faster. That's true. Actually, somebody needs to hire me. Otherwise, uh, I'm not going to be able to eat, and then I won't have any energy to watch to Dr. Watch Dr. Who and talk so, about it. Yep. Yeah, so we'll, have to, we'll find balance in life. Yes. Yes, yes we will. Our yeah. balance is will be in the stars. We just have to go search for it. Ah, well, well said. Thanks. All right. Well, feel free to contact us. Our email address is lazydoctorwho at gmail.com. We are... At Lazy Doctor Who on Twitter 
And, you know, who knows? Maybe we will do this again, read out some some questions and, and answers on the podcast. Or, you know, let us know what you think of the uh, random Doctor Who Cheerio Pursuit questions. Maybe we'll do that again for some yeah, for fun knows? sometime. Yeah, who yours. It's one thirty in the morning almost. So, yep. yeah. It was, a good, it was a good little holiday fun time. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it too. I hope you all have a happy new year. And a Merry Christmas to all of you, you at, at home. home? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, so uh, look forward to more Doctor Who in 2016. Planet of the Giants, up next. Woo! Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>